I'm Olivia Riggio with the Independent New York City's Progressive Newspaper and Website. You're listening to WBAI 99.5 FM. Before we continue with our second segment, I want to encourage everyone who can do so to give generously to WBAI and help keep shows like this on the air. You can give by calling 516-620-3602 or going straight to give the number 2WBAI.org. Again, that's 516-620-3602 or give to WBAI.org. You can make a one-time donation or better yet, sign up to be a WBAI buddy for $10 per person per month or more and help keep WBAI and shows like this one on the air. Andrew Yang, entrepreneur and former Democratic presidential candidate, entered the already crowded New York City mayoral race earlier this month, or last month at this point, because we're in February. And whether it be for his progressive policies, like establishing a universal basic income and appointing a civilian police commissioner or or his less progressive ones, like building a casino on Governor's Island, Yang is dominating headlines. He recently gained negative press for focusing for forcing his campaign volunteers to sign non-disclosure agreements after supporting a movement to end NDAs in politics last year. His universal basic income proposal and stance on decriminalizing sex work have gained him the interest of many progressives, but many are also skeptical. He has publicly called the Palestinian-led boycott, divestment and sanctions or BDS movement fascist. His campaign manager, Bradley Tusk, who was also Michael Bloomberg's campaign manager in 2009, made $100 million helping Uber infiltrate the city. In short, Yang is hard to pin down. Here to help us contextualize this multidimensional candidate is Ted Ham, who has been covering the mayoral race and has an article on Yang up on the independent.org. Thanks for joining us, Ted. Sure thing. Good to be here. Andrew Yang gained the attention of a lot of progressives during his bid to be the Democratic presidential nominee, especially because of his universal basic income proposal. But then, as you wrote, there is the other side of the coin where he very much represents a Wall Street capitalist brand of liberalism. What do you think his voting base is going to look like? Uh, Well, that's a good question. Uh, You know, certainly by name recognition, and certainly to outsiders who are not familiar with the way New York City elections work. He may seem like he's um, a clear frontrunner, but uh, his base, it's hard to say because primaries in New York City especially um, are largely driven by unions um, and also by older voters. And it doesn't seem like he's going to get a lot of traction. I I certainly don't think he's going to get any – union endorsements he's just too much he's too new he's also too close to wall street as you were just describing um and and the unions typically like people they know uh and they can uh rely on and so someone like stringer scott stringer for example the comptroller um is much more likely to get most of those endorsements um and then older voters you know just someone talking they're not familiar with and and sort of um talking a new game um you know i I don't know how much that's gonna he's gonna appeal to them and certainly in certain communities he will uh in the asian communities throughout the city in sunset park where i am now or uh flushing and chinatown and so on um so you know he, he does he has um 
appeal, uh, and there's newer voters coming in all the time, um, that there's been a significant increase over the last four years in the number of votes. So one thing that's interesting to take to sort of uh, try to game out um, is how many votes there will be in the primary. So let me just run these numbers by real quick. Uh, In 2013, in the last time there was an open race, the one in which de Blasio won against several candidates, there were upwards of 700 thousand votes in that race uh, in the primary um and then just this past november or i'm sorry this past june when the uh presidential primary uh rolled around and extended through the summer really uh the at the end of it the, the final tally was um just over eight hundred thousand ballots counted so there were thirty five thousand rejected but so eight hundred ten thousand counted so if you just split the difference on that, you get about 750,000 people maybe turn out. Um, it could be more, it could be a little bit less, but probably not. Uh, and so, you know, then you got to sort of do the math and say, well, how's, who's going to get to 375,000 um, with ranked choice voting? Uh, you know, so I don't, I don't know that those, there's that many votes there for Yang. It's hard to say that. I mean, you can see, you can see Stringer being a number two on many different um, ballots. Um, you know, there's Eric Adams is, in, is a, a recognized name and has a lot of, of money, just like Stringer. Uh, so there's, it's no guarantee that Yang's going to win by any means. But that's, you know, he's also doing something else, which I'm, I'm focused on in the article, which is shaking up the race in terms of getting some ideas in motion, um, which the other candidates really weren't doing up until Yang jumped in. Right. We, we've we been speaking about that as well. Um, when we spoke last week, we were talking about how he already is talking about his policies, where some people have even yet to update their website. Um, so do you think this gives him an advantage, kind of laying out um, what his campaign is going to be all about early? Sure. I mean, he, he can roll, rattle off a new um, policy proposal that you know, some people hadn't really thought of before, as far as I've, you know, I've been around for a while now following this stuff. And I hadn't heard anyone talk about a civilian commissioner for the NYPD um, as meaning someone who won't come from the ranks, right? Just like the current, the the previous two commissioners uh, were higher ups within the department and then got hired as a commissioner. That wouldn't happen um, with a civilian commissioner. So that's, you know, making a a proposal that hasn't really been heard before. Um, and you get headlines and discussion of that and make you put yourself in the center of the debate. Um, so yeah, he's, um, and he's good at that, right? He's, he's a good, he's savvy. He's charismatic. Uh, he's, um, you know, does well in front of the camera, um, and so on. So, uh, now the other candidates have to figure out how to position themselves, how to, and you know, some of them have policies, but they're buried on their websites for whatever reason. Um, and Stringer, for example, uh, he gained a lot of um, a good re- good reception from environmental activists, climate change activists, with uh, his uh, his plan. 350.org uh, was very uh, effusively praising it, um, but then you go to his website and it's hard, kind of hard to figure out where where it is um so you know i don't know um Mm -hmm. you know that's that all can change uh quickly um but uh until yang came along people weren't even really um 
uh, trying to p distinguish themselves by policy. They were sort of positioning themselves by their bio and their credentials and so on. And that mm -hmm. stuff only goes so far. Mm -hmm. And you've been mentioning Stringer, but who else do you think Yang's top competitors are? And what does he have that they don't? And maybe vice versa as well. Mm, good question. Uh, well, I mean, I think everyone would say Stringer, by virtue of having won uh, a citywide election twice uh, for Comptroller, and the first time out, he beat a very high-profile figure, Elliot Spitzer. Um, so he's a known entity uh, that who people have voted for. Now he's now he's not the most dynamic figure. Um, so uh, he does he lacks that in, in relation to Yang. Uh, he doesn't he's not hurting for money. Neither is Eric Adams, um, Brooklyn Borough President. And then um, on the left you have Diane Morales uh, pushing a social social housing agenda. Um, Maya Wiley, more progressive, more sort of in the um, de Blasio camp or not necessarily um, wanting to align herself directly with de Blasio, but is not very different um, than de Blasio in many, in many of her proposals. Um, so um, she's not her, her she'll have enough money to, com to be competitive, but she's not ro she's not rolling in the dough. Um, then there's Ray McGuire. He's definitely rolling uh, with the big bucks from um, the 1%. She's a city group uh, executive, longtime executive. Um, so, uh, and he's, his policies are a little um, vague in terms of what he, he keeps calling for investment, 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 but he's not really saying exactly what, how that's going to play out. Um, so uh, he's, you know, Yang's in the middle of all that. Um, and as I say in the article, he's sometimes in left field, sometimes he's in right field. Um, who knows where he's coming from? Uh, and that's a, and that's a, you know, that's a concern for many people. Is like, you know, who who is this guy? Um, <laughs> right. That's as mm -hmm. I said with the unions and others. You know, who, where's this guy been? He hasn't voted that often. I neither, neither has in, in local election, but neither has McGuire. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, you know, we, we don't know what he would do if he gets into office. Um, He'd be dealing with a, 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 a feisty city council that's likely to have some DSA um, members uh, in its incoming class. Of 35 of 51 seats are up for grabs, and there's going to be a lot of um, left-leaning or fully left candidates in there. So it's not it's not like Yang would just be able to steamroll um, whatever agenda he might want to pursue. Uh, so um, we'll see. I mean, if he's making commitments on sex, uh, decriminalizing sex work. That's a good thing. I mean, that's what Ron Kim said. Assemblyman Ron King from, Kim from uh, Flushing said in the, as I quote him in the article, that you know he's making that as helping to destigmatize the issue in his community. Um, and just was your last guest was talking about. Um, so uh, that's a good thing, right? So you know there mm -hmm. are ways in which maybe he's not. Um, the ideal candidate, but but his candidacy uh, is is good for the race in in, in many respects. Mm -hmm. Who do Yang voters? Who are they? What do they look like right now? People who are already backing him, and could his mixed bag of ideas ultimately be an advantage with them? It's hard to say because he hasn't really. Uh, I mean, but he didn't really wasn't in the race by the you know there was the Democratic primary in New York was. Um, a foregone conclusion um, when he was running. Um, he does, you know, some he does deserve some credit for helping. Uh, he bankrolled the campaign to um, 
uh, get the election back on the ballot, right? So uh, that, that Cuomo was trying to kick to, to remove it from the ballot, the presidential race, and the fact that Bernie, that that motivated Bernie's voters to come out that did help the left. So um, I'm not saying that that's a reason to vote for Yang. It's just something he's done that's um, uh, been helpful to the the, the democratic uh, socialist wave in, in, one, in one respect. Um, so uh, you know, it's hard to but it's hard to say who's going to come who's Definitely. I mean, I think, you know, it's not New York City politics is very tribal. It's clear that um, Asian voters will likely vote for uh, for Yang in in significant numbers. Um, You know, McGuire is quite clearly pitching himself to black voters um, and, and Adams. Um, to a lesser extent, Wiley, I would say, uh, and, and and so on. So you know, there's that's the easiest um, category to say you'll probably get voters here and voters from what this and that group. Um, but uh, you know, there's new, there's the sort of casual voter um, that may not like Yang have voted frequently in uh, local elections, but they may say, hey, let's let's you know, I like Yang for whatever reason he's got. Um, Personality. We need somebody in in City Hall with that. I don't know how many. I don't know how much <laughs> numerically that translates into, but um, that's um, you know we'll, we'll, it remains to be seen. But um, we'll, he'll he'll be making his case for sure. He's going to be in the headlines. He's going to have plenty of money, um, and so now it's up to the other candidates to try to um, figure out how ways to knock him out. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight, Ted. Check out his article, Mercurial Andrew Yang Jumpstarts Drowsy NYC Mayor's Race on independent.org. 